Hey everyone, and welcome to Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast. I am Wham James, your host, and we are in the last interview of the pre-interviews for season three of Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast, of which I am Wham James, the host. Now that we've covered all that, let's meet our final interviewee, Kyle, is joining us. Kyle, welcome to this anonymous space on the internet where we, where we do interviews. This anonymous space, which... yeah. Now we know each other's names, and so it's actually a very nice space. It's yeah, lovely. Exactly. It's a named space. It's a namespace now, which is wonderful. One of the best yeah. kinds of spaces. No, I'm very excited. Yeah. Season three, wetter, hotter, more mooner. Exactly. More, wait, like way more mooner. For way sure, more mooner. for sure. Although let's not promise what we can't deliver. I mean, like how mooner can it get? You know, I guess time will tell. It's only time can tell. We had to bring in another writer. And by another, I mean (laughs) adding everybody that we've already had on the show, but just doing (laughs) them all in the same year this time. That's right. It's it's Wham Juice All-Stars, colon, just everyone, just all of them. (laughs) Everyone, everyone's a star. They're all stars. Exactly. Speaking of stars, transitions. How are you feeling about... NaNoWriMo this year, and will you join the rest of the of the group by being tentatively or less prepared than uh, about what you're going to be writing this year, or do you did you figure it out while in the interim between us planning this and now? I did figure it out, so I am. I nice. if if you had talked to me a, week, a couple weeks ago, which you did, and you said, "Kyle, when are we going to record our pre interview?" And I said, "I don't know. Please don't put that on me because I haven't <laughs> figured out anything." It's the beginning of October, and now I've finally. I went to a coffee shop, which was very refreshing to do that this mm-hmm. year. Whenever I didn't have that option because there were no vaccines last year during Nano, which right. is actually now I'm thinking about it. That's a wild just point of time to remember now. Now, where the last nano vaccines, there weren't any vaccines. No vaccines existed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last nano. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm struggling with figuring out if I can even do nano in a world that has vaccines for COVID. Because, like, yeah. I've never even tried. You know, like it's like where's it? where's the drama? Where's the conflict exactly. in the exactly. world now that we've solved <laughs> can everything? I write when it doesn't feel like the world is falling apart, like, can I even do it? I don't even know. So nobody, nobody knows. But uh, so I, I, I went back, I went to a coffee shop, which was very yes. good because I needed, I needed a, a little bit of a change of scenery because mm-hmm. I've been in my apartment too much. And so I found an old project that I had written in Scrivener and I had a- added some overall information and ideas into, and I kind of went through it and I thought, I actually am kind of excited about this project. And so I could, I think I could do this for Nano because before that point, I really had no clue. I didn't know right. what I was going to do or if I was going to try to kind of like make it up as I go like I did last year or super plan (laughs) something which I did the first year neither of years I succeeded in completing nano so really there was no like oh but I should do this because this has worked in the past no I I haven't so so I'm I'm thinking maybe this weird in between thing that I'm in right now will hopefully maybe maybe give me 50,000 words this year synergy i think i think it's in between it's like uh it'll the best of both worlds it'll it'll knock you over the the goal i think exactly that that would be the wonderful plan yeah i agree now i need to know more about this project can you tell me more about this project what are we what are we working with here so we are working with a story that is set uh, okay. in regular world so that I don't have to try and distract myself with world building. I nearly put yeah. myself in a place where I did 
I have a story. So, so the general idea of this story came from an idea of looking at the idea of God as creator and okay. utilizing that as more of a narrative function and more personal, like human mm. and gr- grounded in humanity. So whereas right. like God isn't a, a omnipotent, like all knowing source, but rather is a character in a story and how would that affect things? And I liked focusing on the, the power of creation or that identity, especially in like Christianity as because that's mm. mostly my religious experience right. is like, there's a lot of focus on God as creator, which I find fascinating mm. because I think it's an interesting, it's not, it's like a superpower. Like there's, if, yeah. if there was a Marvel character that had that power to just make things and then yeah. it would that would be a wild superpower. And so I'm I'm For more sure. approaching it from that. And okay. so the actual story that I'm gonna be writing is basically where God is again this character of God is bored in a certain way with things and wants to do something different and so he creates a person who will be the main character who has similar powers of creation so basically they have the ability to oh, okay. create things and change reality and to do things with that sort of that sort of power because I still like magic and I like inventing sure. magic systems and rules and so that is definitely like sure. where my heart is in my yeah. own creative uh, spirit and so yeah. I was playing with that idea, but then I nearly got sidelined into a different story where I was just like, ooh, but where did God come from? If I'm going to really get down into this, like, God as a character <laughs> thing, what if I built an entire backstory about who God is, <laughs> which, of course, I did. And then um, I stopped, and I was like, no, that's different. Because I, at that point, was creating a whole different world, a whole new society where God existed as just another right. thing and everybody's gods and with right. different types of, of authority or power. And then he eventually becomes an outcast and then decides to just like do his own thing. And that's how he becomes God of our universe. <laughs> and so there's a, there was a lot of playing around with that. But eventually I was like, I really don't want to get down into a world building right now. And I'd rather, I think, focus on a story about a person who uh, a very easy or not easy, but a a, a well told or, or a well uh, recognized story of like a young person who has an ability and, and they have a quest and they're going on that quest to learn more about themselves and what they can do and then also the world and reality and their place in it. So yeah. that is ultimately where where the story is going to develop. Awesome. That That is really awesome. I always get the first silly question is the thing that pops into my head first, and then we'll get into some deeper, better questions. Have you heard the, you have heard the song, What If God Was One Of Us? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Okay, good. All right. All right. Have you considered calling this book, What If God Was One Of Us, colon, the novel? The novelization of the song, What If God <laughs> Was One Of Us. <laughs> all right. That's amazing but actually that's what a novelization for sure is it's like here's this but it needs to be book length so i don't know backstory i guess yeah just backstory exactly (laughs) okay good all right good because everything i heard it with a guitar background yeah what is the tone going to be like for this is it going to be i guess one of the things I'm interested in in this pre-interview set is somberness level. Yeah. Like, you know, there's like kind of like a maybe a Neil Gaiman or like or like Douglas Adams kind of like there's a story. But we're kind of bouncing along, two chums sort of being silly. 
And then there's like really depressing and like really like this this is the story. It's this is serious. Let's move you know let's move along the plot points like um, the Bible. But <laughs> where on that spectrum would you say that you're you're thinking this story is gonna lie? Yeah, in planning the story. It is definitely leaning more towards the depressing side to the point where actually when I was looking over my notes that I had in there previously, it was just like really dark because one of the (laughs) themes that the themes that I was exploring as far as like uh, the rules of this system of power is that balance is kind of a key aspect of it. And so if you have a creator who is more like Plato, like just like playing with toys to see what can happen type of thing when they have that sort of perspective then there would be a a cost to what they want to do so that there would constantly be imbalance type of thing. And so that is a a big rule as far as like my system. In order to do that, there was a lot of bad shit that was like the cost of messing around. And it was really, really dark. And I was reading through this. I was like, wow, I really need to lighten this up. This does not need to be that dark. (laughs) I don't know where I was when I was writing these notes, but apparently was not in a good place. So which is wild because it was definitely before 2016. And maybe that's the difference is that before I feel like that point, at least for me and my experience, the, those things were very like, not, you know, just far as just like evil in the world in general was very far off and hidden and in the shadows. And then in the last, I would say five to 10 years, there's been a lot of that. That's just, Oh no, that's just out here now. That's just a part of existence. Exactly. Exactly. But, but okay. uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm spending a lot of time lightening it up right now in okay. my prep. There is definitely, I, just because of the nature of the story, there is much more like symbolism and purpose behind the story than just a casual like, oh, I think this would be a fun little story to tell. Right. right. So it is definitely like leaning more towards there being an, an overall depth to it. But right. still, I don't really enjoy writing that for long periods of time. So I think the levity right. is definitely going to come throughout Nano. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Yeah. And I just want to, I just want to be clear that like a a darker or more somber or whatever book, if that's what's inside you, and that's you know, I was talking to Rihanna for the last interview, and she was like, "This is where I am. This is how I'm going to deal with the stuff that this book is going to deal with." Right. So I mean, like, I I, I realized that I asked the question in like. How depressing is it versus how fun is it? And that's not what I mean. Like, you know, and you answered the question perfectly. I just wanted to really clarify that I wasn't being like, I wasn't trying to ask a biased question. No, that that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's a fascinating question because like you said, it's more about tone and it is fascinating to look over notes that you'd pre like, like you yourself have previously written and to see how much the tone has changed one over the years, because those notes are probably like five years or six years old. And then just like, because of my life experience, but then also just like in general, just like, oh yeah, I'm not in that mood right now. And so it it changes. Yeah. So this is a, this is a project that you have started or you just have the notes for getting started on it? I had notes. I had a, a couple of writing r- references, like little things that I'd written down as far as like mm-hmm. little ex- uh, exercises in exploring some of the things. But literally all I have is like, I have a name for my main character and nothing okay. else. And like, I have an outline of like the, I think the overall quest, but not very detailed. <laughs> Is the main character's name Jesus? I just have to. I have to ask. That. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Okay, great, great. great. His name okay, is good. Jason Curtis, and <laughs> he goes by JC. No, 
I don't hate that, actually. Jason Curtis is a pretty good name. You could also That's just be J.C. Chazé from NSYNC. Just, like, really be like, Perfect. I think that is God's uh, God's own creation. <laughs> You know. I think I think this is this is the perfect next god. This is God 2.0. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, let's address the elephant in the room. Yeah. Hello. How are you? Here are some peanuts. All right. That's that's a that's the stupidest dad joke I think I've ever told on this show. <laughs> Do you have any strategies other than like a dual-pronged plan and not plan sort of hybrid? Yeah. Do you have any additional strategies or escape hatches or what have you that you're planning on implementing to hit that 50,000 this year? I have not thought that far ahead. I I have not thought about like actually like the mechanics of getting nano this year too too much mm-hmm. and maybe that is a strategy, you know? Oh, I like it that. Could, I like that could that. be a part of it. I do think that my my circumstances are going to be in my my writing environment this year is going to be different because, yeah. and I don't I don't know like how much Tracy has mentioned in her interview, but we will be together in the same like area for all of Nano, and so yeah. like that will be definitely more helpful to have a writing partner who is specifically there all all of the month and is is as yeah. committed to this project as I am. Right. And so yeah, that that will definitely be helpful. I think in a a big change this year because I've had writing partners who have been like nearby but not like as devoted and and consistent as Tracy will be in November so so yeah that will be a big change and I think will definitely affect the mechanics of achieving nano this year and maybe help some competition I obviously want to beat her and get to 50,000 and I'm gonna actually sabotage her and (laughs) delete words from her project (laughs) Um, no, maybe. We'll <laughs> and see how Apple it goes. X and Apple V, those words are mine now. <laughs> Perfect. Nano piracy. <laughs> Nano piracy. <laughs> Wonderful. It's it's uh it's international pages and there's no laws. Exactly. International pages sounds like a podcast that could be either very great or also maybe uh kind of boring. Like depending on <laughs> like you know, the topic. Okay, well I'm really looking forward to the episode that you and Tracy are going to be on together in the in the main the main event as we call it just now. Yeah. Because I'm really excited to hear how that dynamic is going. Because that that's really fascinating to me. Like Yeah. I can't imagine sitting I mean like it maybe actually you and you and Tracy maybe have more of a similar operating frequency than like Aaron and I were would or like Ryan and I would yeah just you know my my local compet um uh colleagues <laughs> but like I can't imagine sitting down and being like all right writing time and just like doing it like I feel like yeah either Aaron or I would be like chip time or like what you doing or I can definitely imagine me being like what you doing and Aaron being like shh I'm writing or her being like, I don't feel like writing me being like me neither. Let's go do something else. (laughs) Yeah. I think that you and Tracy just from knowing you or whatever, I think that you two have a similar ethic maybe, or like drive that maybe will prevent that. But, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that that's working out. I, yeah, I am as interested. I am <laughs> interested to see how that works out. Cause I th- do think both <laughs> of us also have personalities of deadline oriented. And so like, yeah. it, there will definitely be days where I think we both will just be like, I just want to play video games and nothing yeah. else. And then 
like she would just be like me too because we tend to have those same like those same drives at the exact same time and then it'll be another day where it's like oh crap i have to write ten thousand words today and then she'd be like me too let's go now yeah okay good 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 so do you think that there will be i guess the part that i would like what is the and if you don't know the answer we can move on to something else this is just fascinating to me um (laughs) if let's say she's like ahead of you for whatever reason yeah will that be an encouraging thing like let me catch up or do you think that it could potentially be sort of a disheartening thing where it's like what's not what's the point but i can't think of another less harsh like sort of like i'm behind and now the person that i'm sort of working with is gonna i i only ask this because this is sort of where my imagined headspace would be in this situation yeah join me in that imagination for just a moment we can uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) what do you think almost like feel i just feel like oh it's like if you like got in a marathon with a friend and then all of a sudden they're like running a lot faster than you are and it's just like i feel bad like i don't want them to stay back with me but i i also probably can't run as fast as them well here's the thing i've had lots of practice with with tracy uh especially as we started like doing more riding sprints together and I know she is a way better rider than I am. And so <laughs> I constantly feel left in the dust, actually, by most people on this podcast, everybody on this podcast. So <laughs> there is like a, a very easy acceptance that I'm just like, oh, yeah, of course, y- like y'all are nailing it. That makes sense to me. I'm just <laughs> at where I'm at. And sometimes that can be debilitating if it's especially later in the month where I'm not hitting my goal or I am left behind or I'm feeling like just kind of burnt out. Then I can be like, dang, yeah. I wish I had y'all's energy or your just like enthusiasm or whatever desperate combination of drugs <laughs> and, and, and things uh-huh. is happening in your brain that would allow me to replicate that success. But I have a pretty, I've been to therapy, so, you know, I, I can, yeah. I, I'll accept things it. as they come and do what I can to try and get there too. But yeah, I, I would really like to win Nano this year. That is a major goal for me. And so I think I'm definitely going to be focused on that. And yeah. luckily, I'm surrounded by winners in my life. So I'm very yeah. lucky to have that around for me. Sure. Corollary, what do you think in light of this uh, finish and win Nano and stuff? What do you think it means that your story is about someone whose power is creation? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big... Obviously... I'm not a very creative person. I can only write about the things that I distinctly deal with. Wait, is the main character's name Kyle? Kyle, you have to tell no. me. It's the law. You have to tell me if the main. Did I did I recently change where he lives to Texas? Yes, because I decided that if famous Chicago movie screenwriter, whose name is uh-huh. John Hughes. John Hughes can have all his shit in Chicago. Why can't I have yeah. all mine in, in Houston? So it's it's almost as big as Chicago. Why not? Now, he said all his stuff in Shermer, Illinois, which doesn't exist. Are you going to have like a Newston sort of deal? <laughs> I should like... definitely have, have uh, a Houston, Texas. It's spelled the same, yeah. but New Yorkers love it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be perfect. It's actually exactly like New York. It's wild. It's just like... Texas, 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 New York City. And- <laughs> Perfect. If it's any consolation, my mom, who is literally born here and lived every day of her life in Houston, Texas, has never said Houston. She constantly says Houston. So maybe I'll just say it's Houston and throw a Y in there. Houston. I like that. I like that. Houston. I like that. The creative process really like fascinates me. And so 
Yeah. I am not surprised that I really focused in on that idea. There is yeah. actually like a lot of the backstory that I had built into like the world building stuff of like the character of God. It revolves a lot around like creatives to the point where I actually right. like, I think I like separated different powers that people had based on like senses. And basically it was okay. all like very artistic. And so, yeah, there's yeah. a lot in there's a lot of Kyle brain in there that would hopefully get, get uh, tamped down a little bit into a more coherent oh, I story. I hope not. Because I think your brain is absolutely gorgeous. So I think that you just let that freak flag fly. And, and fully just, develop my God complex. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. That, how else are you going to, to do this nano thing? You can just yeah. like, and then nano's done. Like, you know, that's... Boom. That's, I did it. That's how the pros do it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Shakespeare never did nano. Do you know why? <laughs> he just, it, it, Billy just snapped his fingers and he was like, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, I got it. Oh, God. Henry the what? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. God. Okay, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. All right, let's see. Will there be trains in this? <laughs> you know there's going to be trains in it. There's a train right, in good, everything good, good. I do. There's got to be trains. All right. And actually, this all is right. the first nano I will do after physically riding a train myself. So right. we're, all, we're all the better for it. <laughs> Now it's lived experience. Now it can go in this book about how Kyle's God. Exactly. So I know that parables aren't novel length, 50,000 words long, because that would be too much to sit <laughs> because around Je- Because about. Jesus was afraid. He just couldn't, didn't have the gall to do it. Do you know why Jesus never did NaNoWriMo, right? No. Boom. Did it. <laughs> he did it. That's it. But so, like, do you think that there will be a tone? Like, what is the allegory? Like, is it going to feel para, parabolic? I don't know what the... Pa- parabolic? For, like, <laughs> but it's not... But, like... like <laughs> it goes up and it goes down. The math person in me will not allow me to say parabolic, but... <laughs> all right, parabolic. Yeah, like, how... What do, you, do you think the tone will ever approach parable because of your upbringing and how sort of talking about creation in a symbolic way has been sort of, like, where you had that maybe as a as a developing creative i do think that my experience with religion is definitely going to be a factor in it but one those experiences were not always positive as i feel like a lot of people's sure. experiences with religion are and so sure. um, so i tend to focus now on like many religions because that's i think is one of the aspects that led me to this god as creator person because and i mm-hmm. even have it in a note somewhere where i i said that it's it's he's a fascinating character it's a fascinating character because all we've ever heard about him is is f- like from him and you know, i'm using air quotes here so like sure. it, that would be like if the only thing you knew about me was what i told you and everything i told you is about how great and powerful i am and it's just like well there's really a lack right. of that so that's like reality that's like that is the situation I find it, myself in, Kyle, I'm not really sure. So <laughs> you really need to start asking around. Um, really I asking about not. this Kyle guy. 
<laughs> no, but so I really like the idea of approaching God as a multifaceted character that mm-hmm. can then take, especially from multiple religions and like how people have interpreted God as like mm. into one character. So like, why is like myth- different mythologies from ancient times, how are those tied into this like and evolved into this character of God as we have it now? And can those like right. different personalities or different exposures and experiences and expectations of like God yeah. and gods, how can those tie into a character? Because I mm. feel like way in way before the idea of gods were very flawed creatures and right. that I think fascinates me and is much more real and compared to like, I don't know, it's like a teenager, right? Like if you met somebody as a teenager, you'd be like, oh yeah, they, they are, they've got some work to do. But then if you met them yeah. as like an 80 year old person, you're just like, man, I, you sound like yeah. you just lived and you've made it this far. So you must be doing something right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm going to trust, you know what yeah. you're doing type yeah. of thing hmm. until they say otherwise. And then you go, wow, you're insane. Right, exactly. <laughs> but but yeah, so so I'm fascinated by that part of it. I don't think that the story itself is going to have a parable or like fable or really a big message like that. I have tied a bunch okay. of virtues from like different religious and, and spiritual like connections. So large like Western, but also like Buddhism and things like that yeah. into the main character's quest, which I just figured mm. out tonight and planned. And so I'm, I'm excited to explore that type of like identifying virtues and as a part of growing as a person from all across the world and different history and experiences. But I think one single thing is, is not going to really come out of this story. I do think it's, it's mostly just going to focus on like balance and just like a character driven, not really a slice of life, but just like a, a quest where he's got a a quest and he's going to learn more about identity and balance and how reality helps with that or hurts. Yeah. Right. Or both balance. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I have two questions before we can start to wrap up. The first is in this story where you're looking at sort of the idea of creation and sort of godhood and sort of the concept of God and gods and all this stuff throughout time and sort of how that relates to creation and sort of maybe what that would look like going forward and the balance of that are you worried that your scope is too narrow? That's a joke. I'm just joking. That's a <laughs> giant, like... <laughs> Do you think that my perspective, starting off with the perspective of God, is too narrow? Well, he's, he's going to be the only one who wants to read this. I'm specifically right, narrow exactly. casting to God, JK. I'm gonna I'm gonna roast I'm gonna roast this fool. I can tell you right now, oh, the damn. ending does not does not make him look like a good person. At least his character. Got him, um, finally. We got him. <laughs> Last question on my end. POV, can it be anything but third-person omniscient if we're talking about God? So, actually, what's funny is I think, and it's definitely probably going to change as we go through Nano, because I am really, over the last week, ha- have spent time diving into these notes. And like I said, I kind of was writing two different stories. And I think you can tell right. that probably from my interview, where I'm kind of oscillating between the two. But I love it, though. God is definitely going to be a very much a background character in I think my nano mm. story. So okay, it, it is gotcha, gotcha. still very centered on my main character, but the problem is that like whenever you just involve God as like a character, it's like I don't know, it's like pulling the strings on everything. So it's like what is right. it doing in the background or whatever and so what are they doing right. like to make this happen in the story? 
And all of that, I feel right. like, is definitely going to come to like a climactic point towards the end where there will be more of like that overwatching type stuff happening and being revealed. But throughout the story, it is very much going to be focused on a limited, probably first person perspective so that like, cause again, I think the, I think the goal, and I'm saying, I think a lot because I still really haven't figured all this out. Thinking is a key part of creation though. It really is. And we don't talk enough about, (laughs) but I I do think it's going to focus a lot on identity and, consequences and actions and virtue in all definitions of of that not just like religious but just like right. civic virtue and things like that so yeah we're i'm interested to see where it comes what it happens to it we'll see what happens to same. it same yeah. big same well kyle before we wrap up by which i mean throw it to a pre-recorded thing yeah is there any question or topic about your upcoming project that you would like to talk about that I didn't ask you about or that didn't come up in our conversation? I don't think so. No, I'm trying. I think you, you got it all. I, I think I came nice. into this hoping you would tell me more about my nano because Great. I feel like I did that last year too, where I'm like, at this point in the pre-interview, it's a very good centering experience because then I'm just like, okay, I really, I need to be able to coherently say what I'm doing. And I'm not sure if yeah. I really achieved that tonight, but I feel like I expressed enough so that to get me started on November 1st. Personally, I'm excited to see how what is in your head gets filtered through your pen slash computer. Yeah. Oh, pen, uh, computer though, right? I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with computer. Okay. I do a lot more words when I write by hand because I don't yeah. edit, which is a big problem that I have. Yeah. Like I've written entire short stories by hand, way more words than anything I've That's typed by hand. Yeah. 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 But I don't know what it is about nano. I think it's like the tracking of it that I'm like, yeah. I just can't, I, I have a, a guess. I know a pretty good a ballpark number of like when I'm handwriting, how many words, <clears throat> how many words are on a yeah. page. But yeah. I just like, I, it's very, I don't, the whole idea of writing 50,000 words by hand, I'm just like, ah, do I want to do that? And then retype it sure. and all that stuff. But yeah, that makes sense. Well, I'm excited to see how the ideas you have in your brain filter onto the page because I think yeah. it's going to be fascinating and, and very interesting. And I look forward to hearing about the progress about it throughout the month. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining me. Where can people find you on the internet? Should they be looking? Don't look. Don't look for me. Okay. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Kyle the Turner. So that's where awesome. that's where you can find me. Excellent. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me at Unabashed James, or you can find the podcast at Wham Juice Pod. And I'm only saying that as sort of penance because Rihanna, the last interview I did was the first person to remind me that we didn't do pre-records of all of our like our personal social media handles. So oh yeah. So, anyways, we'll probably give those more throughout the the month, I would imagine, I guess, probably. Yeah. Anyways, Kyle, thank you so much for joining me. I'm, I'm so looking forward to all of your projects, all of your author's projects, and yours is going to be very, very interesting, Kyle. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Are you an author who has met their word count for the day and just can't stop writing? 
Are you a non-NaNoWriMo participant and you just want to have in on some of the fun of writing? Are you just a fan of the show and want to show us how good you are at putting words together? Then you can tweet at us at whamjuicepod or write us an email at wethotamericanmoonjuice at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.